0: There's a lovely uh, bit of music to get you in the mood of the Caribbean. It was actually Chromix, C-H-R-O-M-I-X-X, and called Smile Jamaica. Now Bridget Leslie, our team member who moved from Sydney to New York earlier this year, has found an Aussie to interview in the Big Apple. Paul Salmon has moved out of banking into hospitality, opening successful restaurants in New York And restaurants and hotels in Jamaica, where he's also set up a philanthropic foundation that's raised millions of dollars to establish schools to ensure young Jamaicans can maximise their opportunities in life. Paul's even employed some of his school graduates in his own business.
1: All right, Paul, you're the first Australian that I'm interviewing in New York City.
2: Wow, I feel honoured. <laughs> Give, <me your> <laughs> Give
1: me your best Australian accent, the g'day mate.
2: Oh, g'day mate. I've still got it <laughs> there and I can, I can, you know, summon it up at will.
1: Oh, fantastic. Well, you've had an extensive career. You've been in banking, then you transitioned into the food industry. Well, not food, but more... Um,
2: Hospitality, hospitality, let's Hospitality,
1: call it. exactly. Hospitality industry, uh, managing director of the very famous Negril, uh, two, Negril uh, two hotels in Jamaica, Skylark and Rockhouse, right? That's right. And owner of Miss Lily's, which is another famed restaurant here in New York City, and then Negril and Dubai. So Absolutely. all of this going on in the Caribbean, Jamaica space.
2: That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's kind of where <laughs> I focus primarily, I guess. Yeah.
1: So, big question from me. Important question. Can you handle a Scotch bonnet pepper?
2: Well, you know, Scotch bonnet pepper has actually come in a very wide range of, uh, you know, intensity, and uh, you know, it, uh, you know, certainly some uh, are definitely not, but uh, uh, you know, others, and and it's interesting. It's a real challenge, actually, because. Um, depending on what kind of delivery of scotch bonnets you get you have to kind of change your recipe slightly to get the heat in the uh, in the jerk right mm-hmm. sure
1: so how hot can you go
2: well i'm not sure you know uh i like a bit of spice but uh not over the top you know in moderation let's <laughs> say
1: not crazy i blow too.
2: my head off you know <laughs>
1: So why why Jamaica and the Caribbean? You even have a foundation which we're going to talk about in a couple of minutes. But your spotlight is on all things Caribbean, Jamaica. What's the attraction?
2: Well, I think I mean uh, look, I, I I moved to New York. I was working in banking, and I was looking for a plan B. I'd actually worked in restaurants and and. Uh, and nightclubs in Melbourne back in the, you know, in the 80s during my college years. And uh, I'd really had a love for that industry. I sort of got out of that and pursued this banking career, ended up in New York. But I was really excited about the change that was going on to, you know, this boutique hotel wave that was a new kind of hospitality. And I found myself on vacation in Jamaica and really just fell in love with the place. And uh, it seemed like a confluence of things that came together, you know, um, that new trend that was going on, sort of an opportunity on the market, didn't have a lot of money to invest and, you know, entry was not like crazy uh, um, compared to, say, Miami or other, other places potentially. And I really fell in love with the culture and the richness of the, you know, the music and the vibe of the people and the, the energy down
0: there.
1: And you know, talking about people and energy and culture, you've learned something over your thirty years about a particular island, particular culture, people's ways of working, etc. And You've invested in the community through Rock House Foundation, a, a charity event coming up in October. Let's just That's talk correct. about that. I want to under I want to know why you do what you do because you do a lot, and you even lost in October twenty twenty two, recognized at the national heroes, you know, ceremony. Not a small deal at all. So let's Let's talk about what the why behind the foundation.
2: I mean, right from the start, you know, I, I, firstly, I think it's for all my sins in my banking career, maybe, but, <laughs> <laughs> but looking for some penance. No, right from the start, when we started The Rock House, we we wrote up this mission statement that was around responsible tourism. This was in 1994 when we first built the hotel. And we wanted to kind of, we set up this paradigm of responsibility and who we'd be responsible to. Obviously, you know, um, we want to make sure our guests had a great stay. We wanted to make sure that our team, you know, we shared the success with them and 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 really valued them. We, we wanted to be responsible to the environment, but we also wanted to be responsible to the community. And out of that community commitment, we really established this Rock House Foundation you know, a US licensed charity that's also registered in Jamaica, and uh, really focused on education and building building schools in the local community.
1: Um, But you didn't just build one school, you kept going and going. And there's a there's a lot going on. I think you're being modest. We can we can expand exactly what you have done. Tell the Australians exactly, you know, what you've achieved.
2: Right? Well, we you know we've we've kind of set up this charity we round we now raise between you know a half a million and a million dollars a year to put into local education down there we've got a sort of a growing community of 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 supporters many of them you know hotel guests that have got the opportunity to come and visit the schools or have, uh, as part of our sort of a program down there and have really um joined us in this mission obviously you know um like a third of the the hotel's profits go to the foundation as well so every guest really is supporting the school just by coming through the hotels and it's supported by you know um by Skylark and uh, and Miss Lily's as well but no uh, you know and and when over the years obviously we've you know I think we've spent over $8 million now in local education, um, renovating six local schools, expanding and renovating the, um, you know, the local library. And our biggest project, which is one that we've built from the ground up, is at the SAV Inclusive School, where um, which really was inspired by one of our staff members who was talking about the lack of resources for their autistic child and, uh, you know, the need for kids with disabilities. And so we built this inclusive model school in the local we're in this parish of um, of Jamaica called Westmoreland and the capital of that parish is called Savannah Lamar or SAV as it's known locally. And this is the SAV inclusive school. And so it's an inclusive model school. There are about 200 kids at it now. It goes from three-year-olds through third grade right now, but we've committed to building it out, adding a grade each year for the next uh, decade. And we've 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 signed a, a, a memorandum of understanding with the Ministry of Education and we'll end up with about 600 kids at that school where, uh, you know, uh, kids with disabilities learn alongside regular learners in a, or, or, you know, kids without disabilities in a kind of a uh, an inclusive learning environment.
1: I can imagine that when you watch these kids come through that school um, that you built, there's no greater reward because, you know, you, you've invested personally in a child times how many other uh, individuals that come through those schools. Do they end up? working some of them in your hotels or how does yeah you know, how- I mean,
2: Sam, i'm obviously the the inclusive model school is like they're very young still and we, we don't know yeah. but, but of the you know our first project was back in um uh, our first major project was back in 2004 at the local McGrill All Age School, and actually, there's a great documentary on the website. If you if you go go back through it, this um, Academy Award nominated uh, documentary and made the very first video that we made, and uh, and it's sort of told through the voices of the kids. And one of the kids is now our guest relations manager at uh, at Skylark, and we've employed quite a few people that have come up through the the schools over the years, and uh, and a part of our team for sure.
1: And, you know, your spotlight as well is on sustainable tourism. You mentioned that back in 1994, you're already thinking about these concepts. It became a modern concept much later with climate change, et cetera. Um, But you talk about uh, giving back, about uh, zeroing in on the local population. Just talk me through some of that work you're doing in the sustainable space.
2: I mean, it's kind of a pretty broad range of sort of activities, but we've tried to follow best practice. We've been certified for over 20 years, uh, 25 years now it is. We started out with EarthCheck or or EC3, which is an Aussie-based certification program. And we're now with Green Globe and we're also members of Regenerative Travel. But we've really focused on always getting better, you know, and whether it be we do all the basic sort of stuff, you know, we've got solar a lot of technology we we just built a hydroponic farm actually on property as well uh you know to try and um, shore up our supply chain but also um you know uh, uh, reduce our use of um, of water you know uh, with with recycling and and uh, we do a lot of water harvesting i mean there's a whole there's so many different things we get and i could deep dive into any of them but it's a very you know right from the start rockhouse is a very natural sort of place. You know, it's designed to fit in harmony with the earth. The original architects actually are out of Chicago. And that when we bought the hotel, it was already standing like 14 rooms, these thatch roof sort of villas along a cliff face. But the original architects met and, and worked together in Frank Lloyd Wright's architecture practice in Chicago. Um, and so it has this whole history way before us of this connection between the land and the earth, hence the name Rock House.
1: And I read that you offer farm tours.
2: Well, we have an organic farm on property and we have the hydroponic farm as well. That's a pretty at-scale hydroponic farm. It's like... uh over 5,000 square feet of both vertical and horizontal garden. So, yeah, and we you can do uh, our main gardener, Borley, who's a very enigmatic character, takes people around and, you know, shows them uh, a good range. We have like five acres across the road from the hotel that we devote to sort of the organic farm and the hydroponic farm. We have a, the woodwork shop over there as well. Every piece of timber, every bed, desk, chair at the hotel is built on property as well from the woodwork shop that we have there.
1: So I imagine your chefs are farm to table. <laughs>
2: Pretty much. I mean, obviously, we're not we're not uh, farming too many proteins there, but but certainly for all of our salads, peppers, you know, a lot of our a lot of our mix comes. Uh, you know, uh, we're growing kalaloo, which is the local kind of green there. So a lot of a lot of the inputs come out of the, uh, the the farming that's on property for sure.
1: Well, you've done so many things. I mean, I think we've touched on just a, a few of those segments. What's next? Dare I ask for for Paul?
2: You know, we're, you look, uh, we're, we're, we're sort of very happy with the track we're going on at Skylark down on the beach. We've been expanding that property. We built another floor on top. So that's gone from 28 to, to 43 rooms. We're now working on this rooftop spa down there, which is, you know, which is an exciting development. We're building... Out the school, you know, as we're talking about. So uh, it's sort of more incremental. Thirty years we've been at this, and it's sort of been about more continuing to grow, continuing to build our team, and and making upgrades and 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 sort of small steps rather than kind of massive <laughs> ones. And I and I think that's the way to go. We've been looking at. Um, Building a uh, you know a coral nursery up at Rock House with climate change impacting you know that's sort of a we, we want to make sure that we're we're seeing some regrowth in that area so it's it's kind of more incremental change and and development and a commitment to constant improvement and uh, having a positive impact I think that's really the key for us
1: and I think that Aussies are going to love coming to Negril Jamaica it's called the city of casual that's what I read
2: the capital of casual that's right Negril How
1: exactly capital of casual and <laughs> (laughs) Aussies love being casual.
2: Right. No, you know, we we, we get a very disproportionate number of Aussies coming and visiting us down there, given the the connection, for sure.
1: Well, Paul, thanks for your time.
2: No worries. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Bridget Leslie there in New York, speaking with ex-Melburnian Paul Salmon, a hospitality entrepreneur and philanthropist with restaurants and hotels in Negril, Jamaica. More information, www.rockhouse.com.